0: Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your mentor, Courtney Dawson. I'm a professional medium, mentor, minister, and certified spiritual life coach. My goal with this podcast is to have deep, meaningful conversations regarding the journey of mediumship and spirituality. It is my hope that by listening, you will feel seen and confident in your own experiences. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, lovelies. Welcome back to the Connected Spirit Podcast. Today I am girl fanning over my next my next guest. She is amazing. She is wonderful. She is a seven-figure energy healer. She's a brand mentor. She's a psychic teacher and liberation coach. She's also a part-time dog lover, pasta, addicted, coffee-obsessed world traveler who is consciously queer. She is comically inclined. She's a viral sensation. She's a full-time lover of the earth and a steward of Christ consciousness. I'm literally getting goosebumps right now. And she's a messenger of the divine and she's a servant to the source within. Holy smokes. Like, can we just take a moment and breathe that all in? I am so excited to invite, to welcome
1: Victoria Pippo. Is that, uncre- I'm pronouncing it or is it Pippo? Pippo, nice. You. Pippo. I feel like your intuition was telling you to say Pippo, but then you are like, I don't know for sure. It's people. It's people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I should have asked you before I started recording, but I,
0: I caught myself. Victoria, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super
0: pumped to be here. You know, I I see a lot on social media. I really do. I'm sure you do too. And I'm gonna be quite frank, there's just a lot of a lot of shit that's out there and a lot of misinformation. And we don't really understand the the power and the influence of social media that it has on people particularly in their early stages of awakening or exploring their spiritual self and their spiritual path and you know as a psychic medium as just a human i see some of these people conveying all of these different modalities, all of these different ideals, all of these different philosophies. And I feel like they're founded on garbage, to be honest, it's fluff. It's almost like, okay, let's let's give people a little bit of fluff. Let's woo them in uh, so we can make a sale. And let's be honest, there's a lot of that garbage out there. And there's a lack of integrity. But what's really kind of scary, not kind of, it is scary, is that these unknowing victims end up opening themselves up to these, I'm going to call them for what they are. They're predators. (laughs) Some of them, they really are. And these people end up opening themselves up to some really nasty energy. Now, why am I even mentioning this? Because I had an experience several, several years ago. I'll say several, we'll leave it at that. (laughs) And there was a lady who, and I won't say who she is because I don't, I don't like shit talking people, but she was selling like hoodoo voodoo candles and stuff I was never into that kind of stuff but what was so interesting is that and those that know me really close and I know you're listening they know about this story so it ended up like I don't know why I was in a I'll just say a vulnerable state in my life we're going back several years ago and for some reason this lady's teachings, her, her message, somehow it resonated with me. Don't know why, but it was interesting because I knew that it was starting to affect the way I thought Mm -hmm. it was starting to affect the way I felt. And it was changing my perception on interaction with different entities and different practices that normally would have been completely out of my zone. Long story short, a lot of these candles, you know, they, you know, there's like the roadblocker, or unblocker there's there's a bunch of different ones that have specific purposes and i was like ah it's a candle whatever right i shit you not so i get the candles they came from louisiana by the way i'm in vancouver british columbia they they came away <laughs> and i open the box and there no word of a lie There was a spirits attached to them or connected with them. I thought it was just intention. No word of a lie. I ended up having some really funky stuff go on in my house. It was affecting me on a physical level, energetic level. My heart rate was increasing like 130 beats a minute. I was so anxious, couldn't sleep, affecting my nervous system affecting my ability to like really want to eat. It was so screwed up. So mm. I go to my mentor, I'm like, okay, I'm a little embarrassed now because obviously there were some red flags. When the spirits came out of these like out of the, I'm gonna say they almost came out of the box when I held the candle. Mm. they were, I was seeing them, but I was hearing them clear audiencely. And I knew something was wrong. There was that discernment, Victoria, but I didn't do anything about it. I'm like, okay, well let's go along with that. And so unusual because it's actually out of character for me and I always proceed very cautiously and for whatever reason I didn't I ended up my my mentor I talked to her and she's like Courtney you need to get rid of those candles yeah you need to get them the fuck out of your house right okay so as I'm taking them to the trash these spirits I'm hearing them clear audiencely. Hmm. they're like you need to keep us. You need to light the candles. You need to work with them. I was like, what kind of evil shit is this? I threw them out. And honestly, it took no word of a lie, Victoria, like five to six months for my nervous system to like re-regulate and me to Mm. just get back to normal. Like I try contacting this woman, no response. She (laughs) has hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. She's got a huge business, contacted her, no response. And so here I am left to my own vices and literally felt like I was spiritually attacked. I was spiritually attacked. Let's call it for what it was. Yeah. And I'm wondering the reason why I'm sharing that is because I know there's gonna be people who, you know, made some crappy decisions like I did. I was definitely felt influenced. I'll say that. I've not Mm. had that kind of stuff in my work as a medium, but this was a different ballgame. You talk a lot about spiritual warfare, spiritual protection. I'm wondering if you can talk about that. And the reason why I shared that is because I thought I was spiritually protecting myself, Mm -hmm. but I inevitably opened a door.
1: Yeah. I actually had a similar energetic experience as you with a completely different circumstance, but that's kind of how I learned more about psychic protection was having multiple evil negative entities attached based on multitudes of things, but really getting caught in a lower vibrational field of somebody else. And then that kind of opening up to a lot of my emotional, let's call them like weak spots, but really what they are, are conditioned patterns that I've grew up, grown up with that make me more susceptible to lower vibrational energies, entities, et cetera. Now in this particular context, this was really around like money career. I'm very mission-based. And so because I'm so mission-based and I want to do what source had planned for me on this planet, it created a very easy pathway for me to be able to kind of get into a group of lower vibrational souls, energies that that were siphoning. And so that was kind of like my journey was a lot of gullibility in the spiritual plane, which is usually what I see with most people nowadays. This doe-eyed, oh my God, wow, this universe is so massive and I can create my reality and there's all these beings beyond the veil. It's like, yes. And, and, and yeah, it's what I learned before that. I was like, Oh my God, I can, I can do this amazing healing for people through my crown, through my hands. I can send energy. How Cool is that? Everything I ever loved about Harry Potter and Wizards of Waverly Place growing up, like all of these, like wizards that I was obsessed with, I was obsessed with them because they were a mirror of something that I had the possibility of tapping into. And so I played in that field, but that was actually also my demise, was that I was playing in this field of love and light, and love and light, and love and light, and not actually acknowledging that there are everything has an opposite on this planet. And I I speak about it so forthright because I understand that there are a lot of teachers, false light teachers, who speak about us being all one, all of us being cut from source and me completely understanding that and resonating with that and believing that in my own fundamental truth. But just because I believe that in my own fundamental truth does not mean that I will allow a parental figure to gaslight me or somebody to abuse me or to spend my time and energy with somebody who has malicious intent for me, that mentality, I don't apply that in my physical world. And that exact same mentality needs to be applied in the spiritual planes as well. Because whatever you've got going on here in the dense, physical, third dimensional plane, you're just going to bring that exact same shit up to the spiritual plane. So I'm afraid of looking at my own darkness. I'm going to be petrified of an entity. And that density opens me up to getting fucked with by an entity. And so unfortunately, unfortunately, I learned through gullibility and naivety what was on the other side of my love and light perception. And in that, now I understand, yes, since the beginning of time, there has been a war between good and evil on this planet. And to me, good doesn't necessarily mean love and light. Good means balance right? I believe that God intended to create this reality to be harmonious and harmonious doesn't mean love and light. It means balance. So the balance between good and evil, the balance between positive and negative energy. And so what I teach a lot of people is to learn how to protect their energy field. A white light bubble that I put myself in isn't because I don't trust you, Courtney. It's because I do trust you. And it's because I want to ensure that I am in a position where I can be exactly as I intend myself to be when I'm showing up here for you in the same reason why we don't put a seatbelt on because we're afraid of dying today. It's because we don't know what to expect when we're on the road. Yeah. It's like that same mentality to me. I'm not putting a seatbelt on because I think I'm going to die. I put a seatbelt on to protect me from whatever could happen when I'm on an unexpected road with other people. And that's what I teach people. It's like, It's not because we're afraid that we put up our shields or we defend or protect our energy. It's because we want to guard balance. And on this planet that holds extreme opposition, balance is harder and harder and harder to find. Oh my gosh. Right. It's like nearly impossible. It's a day to day moment to moment fucking commitment. And so I'm white shielding myself so I can ensure that I'm continuing to defend God's will on this planet. You know, I think most people, I understand we're all one, we want to hold the highest vibration, you know, putting up a shield can seem like we're afraid, but the truth is most of us are in the training wheel phase of our spiritual development and our psychic understanding and bigger than that, our universal knowledge. People think they understand universal knowledge. You're not talking to fucking Thoth. You're not talking to Jesus. You're not talking. You mean to tell me you meditated two times and you're talking to Thoth? I don't believe you. I do not believe you tell me that you talk to raw and you talk to blah, blah. Like, do you even understand what it feels like to challenge energies, to be discerning enough to feel vibrational resonance from all different types of beings? Because negative beings are very high vibrational. It's why they're running this planet for F sakes. They're not stupid. They know how to play with trickery. And so our role is to be stronger by being able to discern even more. And so kind of that super winded way of of speaking about protection, it's really something I'm passionate about because unfortunately in my work as an energy healer, people come to me on the other side of, I went to a Reiki healer. They opened up my channel and an entity attached to me. And I don't feel like myself anymore. I went to see this healer. They opened up the Akashic record and they courted me to a past life. And I feel like Royal garbage. People come to me on the other side of gullibility. Now that I myself have walked through the gullible path and now I just want to teach people, it's not weakness to have your training wheels on. You'll ride the bike when it's time to ride the bike, but it requires a lot more psychic adeptness discernment, understanding, like universal understanding of what is truly going on here until you can raw dog it out in the third dimensional plane. Nowadays, go into a grocery store, go to a family reunion without a white shield up.
0: It's so I just, I'm sitting there and it's just checking all the boxes for me. And you know, like I grew up in a Christian home, parents or elders in the church, the whole thing, like very heavily involved in the church. And, um, there was always that understanding that teaching Victoria about, um, there's the light, there's angels, there's good, but there's also, you know, in, I'll say the phraseology of Christians, I call it demons. I'll just say negative energies because I think there's a there's a lot more than just demonic I think there's just my experiences there's a lot of nasty a lot of nasty shit out there that I've personally had encounters with beyond just my candle episode okay <laughs> and I really feel like particularly when I got into I'm going to say like this a spiritual movement not even the spiritualist that I you know is my religion but I'm not I'll say I I love spiritualism because we embrace all faiths and understandings, right? But when I was ready to like open up to my own spiritual awareness and look at the spiritual aspect of myself, really a discovery of self. So many people sugarcoat it and always talk about the love and the light. Well, how do you recognize the love and the light if you haven't had experiences with the crap with the dark with the negative and I'm gonna be honest I don't always talk about some of my experiences because I don't want to scare the hell out of people and like I live in a condo I got 43 other people living in the building they all got their own story they got their own crap I use spiritual protection, not because of fear. Mm -hmm. And I think your spiritual protection is always is only as strong as like your intention. You know what I mean? If I'm doing it from a fear based, I could be unintentionally attracting the energy that I don't even want that I'm trying to protect myself from. And, but I will say I've had some crazy shit happen in my building where they have gotten into my place and they've had to be removed. It's so real. It is so real. Like, I I don't think I've ever talked to anybody about this, but I had some like, this is the severity of how negative energy or entities can affect people. So about four years ago, I was just like really, really drained, really, really tired, couldn't get enough sleep. And the spirit world said to me, Courtney, there's a nest. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? I like lingo. I had no idea about. Then as I'm preparing to do private readings, I kept hearing someone's played with an Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Now, some people have a belief on Ouija boards. It's good, it's bad. I don't play with it. I had some nasty stuff happen when I was a kid, right? And I don't play with it. It's just Courtney's thing. So if you're into it, rock on, Courtney. She avoids it like the plague. So long story short, this kept coming out for like three weeks. I started to feel worse and worse and worse.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: spirit said, Courtney, there's a nest. This needs to get cleared. Well, next thing you know, I start becoming aware of, and I thought I was losing my mind because I didn't even know this dimension reality existed. There was like these reptilian beings in my building and like in not just my building, but in my condo, Mm -hmm. my home. And I could hear them, but I could see them. And so I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to clear this out of my house. So I did white light. It ain't working. It ain't touching these stuff. (laughs) (laughs) not even not they're just like it's like (laughs) it's pissing them off is actually what it was doing because when I was doing the white light starting at one corner and going through my house they just moved I was like oh my god so okay next level let's do some smudging no word of a lie my husband's sitting on the couch Courtney you do whatever you need to do that's fine I'm lighting a candle so I can put my white sage in it right I'm indigenous. We believe there's, you know, the sage's medicine and it can help for this. Well, these suckers, literally the candles lit. It was like wind air blew out. Oh, wow. Couldn't light it. So forget the candle. I get yeah. the lighter and I get, this thing is hardly smoking. Hmm. I, could, I couldn't get it to like, I couldn't smudge. Then I get slapped on the face. I go into my bathroom, our main bathroom And I look, I can't see a print, but I can feel it. I told my husband, I'm like, oh shit. So, and I'm not even making this stuff up. Like you can't make this stuff up. So my mentor, she's on vacation. My minister, I was in the ministry training program at my church. She wasn't around. She believes in this stuff. I didn't know what to do. So I called a student minister, a friend. And she's like, I'm going to send some healing your way. And We need to come clear your house. I didn't tell her what I saw or anything. So, my mentor gets back in town, her and the student minister come. They described exactly what I saw, and we could all hear them squealing. It was fucked. And, anyways, we got them out of the house. Hmm. But then the next day, there was like, I'll call them like babies, and I could see them. Wow. It was like a baby that got left behind. And, I, it was in my room. I'm like, Oh my God, like, are you kidding me? Is this ever going to go away? So I did white light. Cause I'd given up on the smudge at this point. Cause I couldn't <laughs> even light the damn thing. <laughs> and I could see them going out my bathroom and I could see clairvoyantly like the mother or father, whatever waiting for them. It was like the baby got left behind.
1: Wow. So
0: I am like, I've had some other weird too, all in this building. People go, are you? Wouldn't you move? You? Th- why am I going to move? Yeah. So then I can because I'm afraid. No, no. I need to get some spiritual backbone. I need to figure out how they even got into my place in the first place. Yep. Which was I burned myself out energetically, mentally, all of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was still working full time at that point. I think it was about, yeah, I think it was about four or five years ago. Now I was still working full time, plus doing readings evenings and weekends. Right. Mm. and uh, we don't realize like how the balance like what you're talking about is yeah. so important and if we don't have like balance in our mind our spirit our life we can open doors to this stuff and honestly it was rough no they get they go away we get rid of them little baby we got rid of them and i'll call it a baby because it looked like a baby yeah. not a like human baby but like this little reptilian thing I've never, honestly, Victoria, I don't know nothing about these things. I didn't even want to look up out of them. I get the chills when I think about it. I don't care to know about what they're from, but people told me they're like, they're like the
1: worst. They're like, basically like the overlords of like pretty much any like politician or elitist. Like they're basically, oh, yeah, they're the worst. anyone in Hollywood pretty much are all reptilian shapeshifters or clones or yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting, but again, like that's, that's a part of what you learn, you know, you, I wouldn't recommend somebody opening their channel if they only want to open their channel, to love and light, you know, and I say that with the most admiration and respect, it's like, Oh, you want to have, you know, you want to go on this beautiful spiritual awakening journey. Well, 99% of it is like looking at all of the things that feel like garbage, you know, it really is not all it is chalked up to be and i often wonder what my life would be like if i had taken an alternate timeline and i didn't go on this path like is ignorance bliss i don't know sometimes i wonder how you feel about this like it definitely in the beginning of the expansion of my gifts i really saw it as a curse because oh, yeah. one the the entity attachment created such a detriment to my health that even a year later, I'm still regaining my nervous system balance. Similar to what you said, it threw out my nervous system so severely and with all these ascending energies and the things that my clients are coming to me with the advancement of the work that is required for my clients, coupled with the collective energy, coupled with my individual energy. It, I mean, of course they're all mirrors of the same thing, but it is so extreme at this point that sometimes I wonder what it would have been like to just be a hunky-dory performer that I was perfor- like prior to my spiritual awakening. If I was just using my musical theater degree to just go do love and light and play somebody else for a living, you know, it's the reality is very jarring. And so it's like, if you can't take the heat, well then don't open up the kitchen. Yeah. You know, and, and I I do say that with the most reverence and respect for those that do feel like they, have been very sensitive growing up or very intuitive, very clairvoyant as a child, and they want to develop those gifts again, it's like, then you need to understand that peace is always going to be the highest frequency and peace doesn't mean the eradication of one or another thing. It's about being able to hold peace no matter what. So how do we get you to a place where you can navigate a negative experience, fear in your life and be able to find that pathway to peace because from there if you can get there at least enough you know then we can have a conversation about opening up your channel i love that
0: and you're really you're really asking people are you ready to be responsible are you ready to be responsible with your energy
1: yeah that's exactly what it is and we live in a society nowadays where information is at a fingertip and i understand that we are going through a collective ascension and that we're all going to be ideally you know whoever is meant to receive it in this in this timeline we're going to be activated into our innate abilities but things that are innate oftentimes come with the awkwardness of and the discomfort of the inorganic energy first so in order for us to get to what is innate what feels like it's just a second limb for me really to be able to do this work at this point all of that other thing that led up to that is really really crunchy and uncomfortable. I'd like to see more safe work done. Like why why does somebody have an influence of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people doing false light work? Like what You know, like let's rip off the band-aid, see the truth, and really see who's actually in it for the same God that you and I are praying to. Because the thing about God is you get to define whatever God is. A lot of people define God as, you know, the biblical Christianic, you know, mentality. Other people define God as, you know, more of like a spiritual umbrella, which is the path that I've chosen to take. And even then, it's like, infinite definitions of whatever you think God is. So I can think I'm praying to God and you can say you're praying to God, but maybe we're praying to different gods.
0: Totally. Totally. I mean, if we look at, you know, from a comparative religion perspective, if we look at all the different gods and deities, they believe that they are praying to the source, the creator, but that source, that creator has a different set of ideals has a different set of physical and spiritual characteristics but yet that is the one right and I find that we need to be really really mindful and careful about one what we open ourselves up to and intentionally but also like what we allow ourselves to to witness within our relationships, within ourselves, the things that we read, the things that we, whether it's in social media or in books, or even when we're listening to podcasts, we need to be really mindful about that because we can, I feel, unintentionally, a lot of it's unintentionally, and we can end up causing sometimes significant, trauma to ourself but not even just to ourself to those that are in our close circle too we're always thinking about we 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 or like me 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 but honey those in your inner circle if they're not doing the work they're not using spiritual protection you could be putting them in danger too
1: yeah, my partner and my dog and I, we all we all smudge when we get home, we all take care of our spiritual energy. Everyone's got their white bubbles. People come over to our house, we incense the place once they leave. We have the shields and protection in place. We've got super strong crystal pillars. Like those are non-negotiables for us. And it when I had my entity experience, my partner holding the integrity of all of those very rapid behavioral shifts, because in my case, they were really, really deep into like very depressive thoughts. A lot of what they were trying to convince me of was that I was better off not fulfilling my purpose than I was to being here. So a lot of it was very much like I trigger warning. I want to die. I don't want to be here. You know, take me out of this world right now. And those are not significant thoughts to me. And he held me through the totality of going into that kind of dark spiral that I felt like I couldn't get out of. Mm. And this is not all cases, but anytime somebody is having significant depression, I would always want to research whether or not there was an entity attachment before we ever went into something, you know, pharmaceutical or medical, because a lot of the times those very sinister looping thoughts, you've got some form of attachment, whether it's bloodline generational past life, energy that you've connected to from another person and, or definitely some form of entity. Like if we can research that first, figure that out. And then from there, you can maybe look at, you know, Western medicine. I think a lot of people would realize that they're not necessarily depressed. And really what they have is an attachment to this entity that has connected to a form of energy that you have consented to in some way, shape and form, but that ultimately can be removed in a more uh, beneficial way for them as a soul. So how
0: does one find out if they have an energetic attachment?
1: I think the first thing is realizing that something's off. Yeah. We all have, I believe we all have the capacity to recognize when something is off. Yeah. right. Usually through repetition. One day of not feeling well, okay, maybe I've got a flu. Another day of not feeling well, oh, maybe it's just collective related. There's a lot going on. Is it a full moon? A month down the road, we go, okay, something must be going on right? So usually it's a time-based plus repetition thing that we start to go, hmm, maybe something is actually going on. Humans tend to be the most stubborn and they make the change when they have enough evidence of the fact that it's time for a change. Now, when it comes to my work, this was something that I actually only applied in 2023. Previously, if people felt a soul nudge to receive energy healing work, they would invest in the energy healing work and I would go in on that first day and basically see what was going on. Mm -hmm. So I liked that approach, but I also felt like it didn't totally serve the client and me because I was going in blindly. I didn't know what we were setting up. It's kind of like if I'm a surgeon and I know I need to perform heart surgery, but I don't know where or why or what the problem is, that can be very, very, very harmful to myself. And of course, to the patient. So I started to treat my work as if I was literally like a surgeon. So the first thing I do, someone comes in, they say, I have a problem. I think I say, okay, well, let's go see what that problem is. And I do a scan. Mm -hmm. So people come in and I do a research meditation. So anybody who's like psychically equipped can open up, ask for the research about what is exactly going on with their energy. I work with my teams of spirit who are directly connected to my work that I'm presently doing. And so I pull from them to be able to bring through accurate information. And then that's basically like telling me everything about what's going on in their energy, ideally how we can be clearing it and the timeline of how long it'll take me to perform that work. So then I present the truth from there. And then really free will, are they going to say yes to the work? Because the truth is the truth is the truth is the truth, or are they going to let their human get in the way, their ego, their pride, finances, whatever it is to stand in the way from the work. That's usually my personal spin on doing energy healing work, which I feel helps the client feel confident because I'm piercing a truth that is undeniable, right? Instead of I'm called to work with you here, can I do a session? It's like, let's see why we're doing a session at all. And if you can invest this, then you can probably invest this. And that actually builds the trust from the jump because I'm, I'm providing accuracy before I go into really, really, really deep work. So that's not for everybody, but I feel if someone is going to perform energy healing work on somebody, instead of just literally raw dogging it into a Reiki session or some form of healing session. Let's get some research first so that we actually feel more equipped and more prepared for what we're stepping into preparation, right? It's like, that's my seatbelt. Now I know I'm going into my client's energy. I'm clearing five generations back. I'm unbraiding and untethering the maternal line from their present energy. It's like, now I know what I'm working with as opposed to, well, they paid me. So now I'm going to go find out why I'd rather them not pay me. (laughs) us do a research of a minimal cost find out if I'm equipped to be able to do it and then if they exercise their free will then we do the big work
0: I love your approach and I wanted I've not heard of this before this approach it's usually book your appointment come in and then I'll fix but you don't know what you're fixing it's literally I love the analogy that you use of like a doctor because that first session you're really doing a lot of diagnostics You're doing the testing, you're doing the scans, you're, you're doing the blood work, so to speak. You know, if a doctor, you go to the doctor with an ache or a pain, they're going to get a list of your symptoms. Then they're going to run tests to find out the source. So then they can develop
1: a care plan for you. Literally. It's the exact same thing. I love that. It, It just, it takes it more seriously as well, because I'm going in for the truth for them. And there's a low investment. Therefore there's an energy exchange. It's like, okay, yeah, let's figure out what's going on here. Right. And usually not all the time, depending on where you live, like sometimes blood work can cost a little bit or medication that they put you on in the interim. Like it's the same sort of kind of energetic exchange where it's like, are you in this or not? Because I'm not here to do small work for you. Right. Next thing, you know, we learned they've got, you know, maybe a benign tumor that needs to be removed, et cetera, et cetera. Great. This is the timeline. This is how long it'll take me. This is your recovery. Like I split up the work in three different segments. So yes, the research, but then I do the beginning of the work. And so the beginning is literally lining up whatever is like the furthest in the past. So if it's a past life, I'll go to the past life first. I'll do the research on the past life and I'll remove that energy first. So I find it, I remove it, and then I seal it. Meaning Across all time and space, any further incarnation for this soul, this past life no longer has an influence on their energy. Mm. Then step two, I'll move into like the middle work or the lining up of their natural energy. I'll literally go from the day they're born all the way until today. October 3rd, 2023, or whenever you're receiving this. And I will line up all of their natural energy, removing every single pain and ache and trauma and cycle that needs to be removed. And then finally I'll seal it all. It's the same thing as a surgeon going in with his scalpel, their scalpel opening things up, right? Removing what I'm going to leave an open wound and go see you later. So I see a lot of healers do. They open it up. Here's the information. Fantastic. Love it so much. Goodbye as opposed to well now we have an open wound right we have to seal the wound and then further than that the recovery process which is really like that sealing making sure all of their natural energy is lined up everything I've done does not cross contaminate into future lives you know it's like what is done is done is done is done and that's ultimately why you know people invest a higher investment rate to work with me because they're investing in not just now, but any further incarnation. That is the promise.
0: And when people are doing that work, when they're healing themselves, that also affects, I believe like future generations, their lineage.
1: I'm currently in my own work. I'm working with my mentor and we are in seven, seven generations of maternal clearing. So now we're presently on the sixth generation, which is my grandmother. And then we'll go into my mother's seventh generation, and then we'll clear out my energy. That is ensuring that if I decide to bring a child into this world, a star seed, a star seed baby, it ends with me and a new cycle begins with them. It is so much bigger than just, we're doing this clearing work so I can get on my natural path. It's like, I hold the fundamental belief that if I can get one person in alignment with the way that they were contracted to be, that to me equals the same as a hundred people, because one person on their natural path is more effective in the world than a thousand people who aren't.
0: Absolutely. And it's about becoming, this is what we call conscious living, conscious spirituality. You're being conscious about yourself, your healing, but also the responsibility that you have to others. Yep. That's incredible. So do you have, let's say for somebody who comes to you or somebody listening right now, they're hearing if they have, you know, like energetic attachments and stuff, we're hearing about that. But let's say, do you have any tips or suggestions on how somebody can clear their energy if they've been in, 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 contact with someone or a place that just doesn't vibe with them like they've gone in and all of a sudden now their mood's affected and we don't know like what it what it's from maybe is it the energy of the place is it someone that was in the same room but they never talked with is there like a first line of defense that people can use in order to clear themselves and then seal or protect themselves
1: yeah so the first thing is did you have a shield up to begin with because if you don't, then that'll change this conversation. Let's say you didn't have a shield up. Okay. We're going to go in with that example. If you don't have a shield up, it essentially means your chakras are like sponges. So you have seven chakras within your physical avatar, physical body. You're like a sponge. When I put a shield up, it changes the composition of the chakras from sponges to mirrors, Meaning now the energy reflects off my energy and goes back to its source. So the first thing I would want to do is to ask for the clearing of any leaks, tears, attachments, cords, or fragments. You don't need to know what that means. Basically, you can even set the intention. Anything that I've picked up that doesn't belong to me, that is directly impacting the seven layers of my aura, I'm asking for it to be removed now right? Similar to what Courtney was saying, the palpability of the intention is everything. Feel your heart. Feel when you open your heart and say the words that you believe it. That's the first thing. The second thing would be to place that shield up. So remove the fragment first and then amplify your shield. Imagining if your heart was like a door that it could open. Take a deep breath. Your, Your heart door opens and then a white shield fills you like you're inside of a giant egg and setting again another intention. I'm shielding and protecting all seven layers, levels and dimensions of my light body to ensure that no further interference can have access to my energy. Now from here, depending on where you are, I think a cleanse is always welcome. So any form of cleanse, if smudging feels aligned and integral for you, fantastic. That's an option basically to lift The energy at this point so it's like you're thinking about if you look at a pyramid right you've got the four corners and then you've got the tippy top right i want you to see your energy kind of like a pyramid so i want the energy to go up through the top of the pyramid and out kind of all the energy is getting pulled up from all four directions of your energy and all the way up like a top of a pyramid so you can do this with some sort of air element okay whatever that feels like for you, incense, smudge, Palo Santo, you choose whatever feels good or implementing the water element. So if you can get into a shower, imagine that there's white light coming through the shower or even blue is really great for protection. Violet is also really great as well, the violet flame. Imagine literally your water is being infused with the healing properties of blue, violet or white light and setting that intention to release any remaining fragments. So if you can't have access to a shower, no big deal on that, but that would be like my kind of like four step process first awareness second set the intention to clear the fragments third part is to get that shield up and then fourth, some sort of cleanse, and then notice how you feel see if you can feel that lift and that shift sometimes interference can be really strong. So it really just depends. Like sometimes you can get really dark thoughts. You can feel really intense, really sick to your stomach. You can just feel your energies off. So you might need to just keep applying that a few times. And finally, I'd say, if you feel like it's given you a really tough time, get your ass in some grass lay yourself in nature sit behind or in front of a tree whatever feels good for you like lay either like the rear of your chakra. So laying your back against the tree or hugging the tree, potentially even taking off your shoes and socks, taking some deep breaths and imagining that you're kind of like, like sending the energy back through the bottoms of your feet and back to the earth. So grounding anything green is so good, welcoming in more nature and allowing the abundance of nature to kind of release any of those final, final fragments.
0: I absolutely love that. And those are a lot of tips that are very, very similar and aligned with how I clear and cleanse my energy. I, it just, again, I feel like this is an aligned conversation, which is wonderful. And, and what is so great about what you're saying and what you've talked about is people need to take responsibility. Are we putting up our shields? Are we being conscious on how we're living? Are we having, recognizing the balance between the good, the dark and Owning that. And if something kind of slips in where we are under an attack or there's an attachment or we've been in contact with negative energy or energy that just doesn't resonate at the same vibratory level as us, there's things that we can actually do about it. So you're actually empowering people, which I think is so helpful because I find there's too many practitioners and healers that have people come to them, but then want them to become dependent
1: upon them. And I find that so disempowering. It is. It is. And my clients come to me in very, honestly, very disempowered states. And I still see them in their power. You know, they they bless me. They thank me for bringing them on their natural path. But I, I, I don't even somatically feel... Like, I really contributed, although I understand that that's silly because I'm the one that's in their energy every day, lining things up, holding the integrity of their energy. But I'm really just reinforming their cells of who they truly are. That's all I'm doing. I'm sending information that is actually innate to who they came here to be before they came on this planet of free will and things got hard you know they had a contract and what i'm what i'm doing in my work is reinstalling and helping them remember by clearing what is not that and so i i take great responsibility in the work that i do i'll never go into my client's energy unless i'm feeling 100% i can hold the integrity of it and That right now, nowadays is really variant. You know, sometimes I think I can go into the client work and I get in and I have too much ego. It's like, okay, I'm not going to go in and do really deep work for my client unless I can ensure that I can provide the work that's done. And ultimately, when I'm getting close to the end of their work and I'm sealing everything and I'm lining things up, there's a natural separation that happens and it's beautiful. I grieve because I love them and because I've done such big work on them but there's this natural grieving process where they start to learn how to charge their own energy and feel their own natural surges and really feel connected to their own life force energy and all their blessings are starting to line up financially, relationally, energetically, emotionally, mentally. And I'm watching all of these blessings that were meant for them that just got blocked starting to line up. And that separation is such a beautiful moment because it's like, the fool in the tarot, where the fool's like about to leave the nest, the chick's about to leave the nest. And it's like, okay, I'm going like, there's, there's that sort of energy. But all of that is to say, some of them do come in with dependency and that's okay because their energy, a lot of the times is siphoned in some way. However, I will always remind them that if their energy is not open to receiving, and I've had this, I've worked with somebody who had, you know, an entity attachment of a, of a negative vibration. And like, she just couldn't receive the energy I was giving her. Mm-hmm. If I'm in her energy for 20 minutes a day and I'm deeply in it and I'm trying to message her and hold space for her and, I, and I'm doing everything I can, I know my work is accurate. So now it's a you thing. If you're not on the other end, meditating, working on your mind, challenging those voices in your head, doing the work to to you know separate yourself when things are getting really low, yeah. I can blast through all the light in the world that is natural to you. But if you reject it, you won't receive it. And so it is, it's a conjoint effort because what I send them, they have to be able to receive. And I can't teach them to receive. They have to, I am open. I, I am finding my way to be open. I am doing the work to stay open. So it's a team effort. And I always remind them of that. Even if the beginning is a lot of my will, opening things up and clearing the way for them.
0: People have to take responsibility for their well-being and their own inner healing. This is why shadow work really requires perseverance in the midst of despair and hopelessness. And, you know, you're always constantly healing. I find there's more shit that comes to the surface and I'm going through another phase of that right now and it's not easy, but I look at it as thank you for these really challenging experiences that I've gone through because I know that on the other side of that, there is well being, there's abundance, there's a level up. Yep. And it's that willingness, that openness to allow it to happen. But you got to participate in it, everybody. You can't just go to a healer and say, okay. My life's a hot mess. I got a little shit going on. Can you fix me up and pat me on the on the ass and get me, send me on my way? It doesn't work that way. Even with mediumship readings, it is a form of healing. I believe mediumship is all about healing on so many different levels. And, you know, I can bring through the most accurate evidence in the world, but unless that client, that recipient is open to the healing and the power of the spirit and allowing the presence of the spirit to touch them, it doesn't matter if I give names, states, addresses, blood types, cause of passing, hobbies, interests, what they differ. I could give them all of that list information that is factual, accurate, and specific, but unless their soul and mind is open, yep. it's futile.
1: Yep. We got to do the Got
0: to do them work.
1: everywhere. Yep. It's, it's, we're speaking the same language because yeah. I'll give somebody the truth about their natural path needing to come forward. And I will get super honest. If this work is not completed, this is what's going to continue to happen in your life. And then they'll reject it. You know, you can be hundred percent accurate and people will reject it and you can be hundred percent accurate. And I have watched miracles come into people's lives in ways that I am astounded every day by the blessings that come into my clients' lives by saying yes.
0: It's incredible. Yeah. Victoria, I'm so loving having you on the show. You are welcome back anytime we have to have you come back and talk about more stuff. Because there's so, there's just so much that I love about you, your philosophy, your beliefs, the, the work that you do. And I think it's really necessary for people to hear your message and your teachings and you have some amazing stuff. You have some amazing programs. Could you talk a little bit about what you have to offer? And I know that you have a program, I believe, called The Great
1: Merge. Oh, I have a program called The Great Merge.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that.
1: So I was visited by an alien. (laughs) Let's start there. I was visited by an alien in April of 2023. And he essentially said, I need you to help me with humanity. Now, I I have been communicating with ETs, interdimensionals, for a long time, but never visited. And that is not something I've experienced unless I'm under attack. (laughs) So I followed his knowledge and I wrote out basically what the first great merge was. The great merge is essentially the meaning of us ascending into a higher dimensional state of consciousness. That's what the great merge means. Like we are ascending. We are opening our minds. We are spiritually awakening. We, the truth is being revealed. And That's what the great merge is. However, this particular being that I work with channels very specific information through me about the elements. So he specifically speaks about the 12 constellations, the 12 astrological signs, and how they're all split up into earth, fire, water, air. He speaks about how they're portals, and if we can master these portals by understanding the the personalities of these portals, by understanding the energy signatures of these portals, we can basically understand this planet, because the 12 constellations are essentially holograms of what we see here today. The first four species of this planet were fire, earth, water, and air, and we are the manifestation of earth, fire, water, and air. And so the teachings of the merge are two parts. The first part is the mission to understand yourself as nature, as much as you possibly can. And the teachings that they bring through are timeless messages to help humanity understand basically how to navigate anything moving forward collectively. These are codes for the new earth leader to be able to hold the integrity of our ascension moving forward. Now, the second part of the great merge is where I call forward specific light workers who understand this knowledge and are ready to do global grid work on the planet. So I get told a location, I get told what we're going to do and we perform global grid work during specific portals of powerful times in human history so eight eight or the Lionsgate portal was a really powerful portal for change on this planet and so we did global light work there we're again doing global light work in december in costa rica and the energy is completely different and ideally these light workers come forward because of mission work we come forward to do mission work and service to source, in service to integration, and helping humanity evolve. We're not evolving fast enough. We're not understanding these ascension upgrades fast enough because we're resisting the change. And so the great merge is a calling. When you're far enough beyond your ego, when you understand spiritual awakening enough, where you've started to tap into your innate abilities and you want to contribute, which I believe... We get to this place of wanting to contribute when we're beyond the what's in it for me. And that is actually the age of Aquarius that we're shifting into. The Aquarian age is the opposition of conformity. Like anything that requires a label, a box makes Aquarius want to puke. And we're just coming out of the Piscean Age, where in the Piscean Age, it was very much about dogma and separation and understanding like different forms of religion. Now it's about bringing it all together, breaking out of those boxes and allowing the revolution of change to occur, which is what we're essentially doing inside of the Great Merge, is bringing and heralding, pioneering a change Where we're beyond our ego and we're actually driving towards our collective mission to integrate higher frequencies so that is the great merge it's very quantum but for the right people it's like you understand that we are here to fulfill a mission and it keeps you up at night wondering how you can be as best on purpose as you possibly can be that's enough for you to join us in the great merge and then the rest is all up to destiny I'm just wow. That is not for the faint of
0: heart, but no, that, it's, it's not serious work. But responsibility, responsibility. But it's necessary. It's necessary. It Everybody, you can click the link below in the show notes, and you can get a hold of Victoria through her website. Learn more about the Great Merge and get in contact with her for all of her services, healing, whatever, whatever way she can support you. She's there for you and. I highly recommend her. So give her a like on social media too. That's how I found her. I love it because it resonates with me so much. That's again, the power of the social media. Victoria, before we wrap up our time together today, could you share in your opinion, what or in your thoughts, your feelings, what it means to be connected to your
1: own spirit? (sighs) What it means in my own words to be connected to my own spirit. <sighs> to me, it means to be plugged in to unconditionality, to feel and fill in that puzzle piece that everyone is seeking in the external world that can only be found when you find your spirit. Why am I here? What's the reason? What is my purpose? Why? Am I on this floating planet with so many challenges and suffering? It is only when we're connected to our spirit that those answers can be found. And it's never going to be found in the external world. It is only found within you. And that, in my opinion, is the only way to true fulfillment. Otherwise, we'll be looking for fulfillment in all the backwards places. And I think that's the one thing that our spirit is constantly begging us to find is itself within I love that. Mm,
0: So good. So good. Victoria, it's been so amazing to have you on the show. I am so grateful for you. I'm grateful for the work that you do. And I'm grateful to be able to just share this space with you. And I've learned so much that I feel I can feel healing as well. It's been a healing conversation as well. You're amazing and you're a beautiful soul with an incredible, powerful mission. And I'm so so excited that you've answered that call and are fulfilling it
1: thank you so much that was so sweet i'm like opening up my receiving muscles like it's such a practice for me to be like let somebody love me so thank you so much i deeply appreciate that you're so welcome and you're welcome back anytime truly i would love that i feel like we have so so much more to talk about we do
0: i really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the connected spirit if you did Please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at mediumcourtneydawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to mediumcourtneydawson.com or check me out on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. Have a great day, guys.